0: Top of the news this evening is speculation concerning the real facts behind the Department of Health announcement about a radioactive spill supposed to have occurred yesterday at the state nuclear plant. Strange case. No sign of violence, yet she looks completely contorted in fear. Almost as if she'd been frightened to death. As if she'd seen something too horrible to live
1: through you're listening to the really awful movies podcast a celebration of genre cinema hi my name is chris and along with jeff we talk about movies that aren't really awful at all horror action kung fu musicals post-apocalyptic women in prison films and much much more
0: a certain kind of girl joins Pi-Theta sorority. A girl who likes to party and likes to get close to her friends. A girl whose extracurricular activities were more daring than most. A girl who could turn her fantasies into reality. One more
1: sling won't set us back, any.
0: Then again, Pi-Theta was different from other sororities.
1: I'll get back at you! It's the last thing
0: I do! Because in this sorority, Nothing is off limits as long as it's fun for the girls. So when it came time to say goodbye, they decided to make real sure that no one would ever forget the girls in the house
1: on Sorority Row. From our downtown Toronto headquarters, here's episode 230, The House on Sorority Row. This is not the house by the cemetery. No, this is not the house on the edge of the park. Uh, Or the last house on the left. Exactly. (laughs) Nor is this house. Nor is this the house that drips blood.
0: Or uh, house the Japanese film. I mean, fuck. Oh, my God. The list of horror films with the weird (laughs) house just go on and on. This is not House MD. Mm, No, this is House on Sorority Row. Not to be confused with its remake, Sorority Row, which is... I had the pleasure of writing up our book, and that. Oh yeah, great. but the
1: displeasure of watching that movie, which I believe starred but, Bruce Willis's uh, unremarkable daughter, Rumor, a, a attractive
0: rumor. daughter Rumor, yes, and as well as other uh, like, Adrena Patridge from the Fucking Hills. Oh that? my god! And I I, I, I can't. Yeah, I always I think, want to say
1: Partridge. Like she seems to be missing an R from. Oh her totally, her name, yeah. She should be part of the Partridge family. Missing a lot of things. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, it was, and there was somebody else in that film that was very. I mean, the fact is, when I watched the movie. It was so awful, but writing that particular entry was one of the most satisfying <laughs> in the entire in our entire first book, Death by Umbrella, because I just got to eviscerate that film in every way, shape, and form, and I, it was it was great. But that was its pseudo remake because a lot of these 90s remakes really just take the template of the original and then go yeah. off in their own direction, aka the Prom remake. But this what year did this come out?
1: Ooh, I want to say, like, what has has the stamp of 82, 83 kind of thing. So how's
0: that sorority row? So you have an interesting theory about this, which I'm dying to hear you sort of extrapolate (laughs) this theory for both me and our listeners. It
1: it seems to have everything that we've come to know and love from every horror film imaginable thrust into one film. I'll tell you things it doesn't have. (laughs) Okay. Okay, it doesn't have a
0: mass killer. Okay. It doesn't have a black love killer, because I love yellows. Mm. Uh it didn't have a cat scare. No. Which is something I uh, I abhor, uh, but it didn't have that. <laughs> it didn't have a mirror scare. Uh, no,
1: but it had It, it had, didn't have a card that didn't that wouldn't start at a very inopportune moment. True? But what did it have? Oh, it had a wonderful well, as as we've come to know and love from Jason Voorhees, who who is a man who is is incredibly Dedicated to his kills, and he times the emergence of the corpses so perfectly that when the victim he's going after is running away, they swing into the frame. So you had yeah. this, you had the body slinging into the frame you from had, the attic. Well, you had a prologue first. Oh, uh, prologue, a prologue is you, maybe the worst prologue of any film Durger. I've ever seen. You gotta the, yeah. prologue. Well, this is a pretty bad one. This yes. is an awful, awful And one. It,
0: it pretty much uh, what, it, what it effectively did
1: was remove any and all suspense from the film. <laughs> yeah, which they so. often do, as they did mm. in Hospital Massacre. Uh, this also has a Jocular fat guy. Uh, who is the very th- brief appearance? So yes, brief appearance. But, what, uh, was, he was he a sea pig or something? He was. He line. was. The, I'm a sea <laughs> pig. I'm a sea, what a, what a line. There's there's a prank gone wrong, which is the hallmark of many a horror mm-hmm. film. Uh, a similar one being Pledge Night to this one, although that was much better, much more well there's done. The,
0: uh, trying to cover up said
1: prank gone wrong. Oh yes, and then there's instead of the black glove killer, you have uh, a killer whose identity is not revealed to the final frame, but. but Uses, who it is. we all know who it is who uses a distinct weapon repeatedly repeatedly yep. you have a house full of women the victims of the stalk and slash killer mm-hmm. who are divided into the alpha who leads the gang and browbeats them mm-hmm. and the timid uh, good moral center and they I, I guess let's see you Vicky have, is one of them mm-hmm. and
0: Shoo. Vicky Vicky Vicky's one of the bad ones isn't she oh she's,
1: she's the bad one yeah. and yeah
0: Eileen Davidson we to talk about her in a moment or two mm-hmm. uh, you also have the whole Ten Little Indians template set him up knock him set down set him up knock
1: him down you got the isolated setting which is uh, when school is out uh, just about I I think school out it, for the summer school is out for the summer not forever no for the summer. as Vincent Fournier himself it has, it has might been, have sung it hasn't been blown to pieces and no, no but uh, and okay yeah, so I mean, it seems seemingly throws in everything that we've come to expect, mm. with the exception, although, uh, hmm, there is a vehicle, but it it, uh, it know, started. It started. It, it so had we, some, some gratuitous nudity and, uh, oh, Richard Band as well who seemingly scores every single one of these films and, and he did a fantastic Charles job. Band, right?
0: Yeah. who's uh, was, of course, the founder of Full Moon Studios and a bit of a controversial <laughs> figure in the horror circles. Let's just leave it at that.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah.
0: Let's just put it, let's, let's leave it at that. I had the, um, I'm not going to say the pleasure of meeting him because it wasn't, it wasn't a great interaction. Uh, He's a guy, you know. I'm not going to say he was nice. I'm not going to say he wasn't. He was rude. He was, eh,
1: you know, whatever. Let's talk about the plot for a wee bit. Well, uh, there's a group of women in a house. and uh, Really? A boy- there's a house in this movie? Yeah.
0: <laughs> are these women members of a sorority? They are. There's a house. You have a sorority. And you have a row. And they live on sorority row. So, yeah. like, wow, crazy. Like, the title just, like, reveals Speaks everything. Speaks volumes. Yeah, Indeed. it really does. Yeah.
1: And as they want to do, a uh, sorority sisters, they like to get, you know, they like to party. They like to party. But they have a very, very stern house mother
0: by the name of Mrs. Slater. Slater and she wants another to house too sweet. They're hanging around longer than they should be. Uh, they're uh, so, uh, saying they're welcome. She's closing up the house, but they plan to stay because they want to hold this massive graduation party. The original venue got um, fell through, so they now want to hold it in their, in their sorority house. Slater wants nothing to do with it. So... Right away, we have conflict between the girls in the house. No, the dramatic tension and their house mother. And there's also conflict between. Eat like your you heart said, out, Chekhov.
1: Look, look at this conflict. There's <laughs> also conflict between the
0: alphas and the betas in the house. Uh, yeah. No pun intended, because it's a it's a sorority. So anyway, they uh, the conflict comes to so loggerheads. Vicky, who I guess what you would say is the alpha of the alphas. Um, has a bit of a confrontation with uh, Slater that puts her over the edge. To and what a
1: con- what a confrontation as well. Because, uh, well, the sorority house, what's it good for? To have parties and also to have your boyfriends over. She has her boyfriend, her beau, her paramour, Rick, come by. Uh, he's literally forgettable. I can't tell you a single thing about him, but they get down and dirty. Mm-hmm. And of all things, I mean, this was a thing in the 80s. I remember it distinctly. A waterbed water beds were everywhere they were everywhere was, but they're not in vogue anymore like where no, do you buy a waterbed like totally. they, they were an awful idea at oh the time it's, it's like was so the worst thing to sleep on like, I, oh man i was it so, makes you nauseous oh i was so <laughs> jealous like i wanted a waterbed so
0: badly because everybody wanted there's something about having a mattress filled with water that made us feel like oh my god this is like the greatest thing ever and i distinctly remember sleeping over a friend's house and actually trying to sleep in a waterbed I could have fallen asleep to see my life, man. I was from tossing and turning, and and, and running the waves and whatnot, and getting you know the bends and getting seasick. It was the worst. So yeah, there, there, and so this cane comes down, and we don't know is the cane. Yeah, no, that for, that shocked me. I, yeah. I thought
1: that was the victim of the first kill, Vicky, yeah. the victim. Yeah, but we're, that we're, cane just goes right into the, uh, right br- the breaches the fabric of the waterbed, and that's that's it. It's just meant as a. A stern warning from mm-hmm. this moral authority figure to wow. not not mm-hmm. be engaging in these kind of you know sexual hijinks yeah. under her Nor under her drunken, watch.
0: A drunken spree. I love that. Yeah, yeah I, I do love do. have a drunken spree. <laughs> a spree. The word spree literally denotes some sort of raucous movement. And, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> They were just sitting around enjoying a little bit of beverage. It wasn't a spree yeah, at all. The, It was sense, a, we've come to know it, it was exactly. a killing spree. And so, then in the
1: immortal line, "My waterbed." Got slashed to pieces. Mm-hmm. So the, this, the, she's not going to have any of this. She's embarrassed. She's uh, caught in flagrante, uh, whatever the, uh, the, the whatever. whatever Dante. Listen, she's they're, they're fucking, and then the den mother walks yeah. in. That's awkward. So a few weeks ago, we were talking about stories. You
0: know, our our uh, respective uh, nonas or Bubbies or whatever. Yeah. The <laughs> their stories, and I mentioned that my um, my grandmother's favorite story was Y and R, the young and the restless. And fans of that Show know Eileen Davidson very well. She pl- she was on the show from '84 straight on till I believe. Well, when I look at IMDb. It said till 2018. So I'm not because well, sure you can't impressed. get other work because it's, it's exactly
1: it sullies your reputation. But she played. Craft.
0: The, you know, you have it, it, on Wine R. You have the Chancellors, and you have the Newmans, and the other family in Genoa City are the Abbots and she played
1: Ashley Abbott. And so, I love all these authority figure like surnames. There's the Chancellors, the Abbots yeah.
0: like, So when she, um, and I remember the show I remember because I I'm pretty sure that she replaced another actress. And you know, they do that thing they always do in the soaps. So the character of Ashley Abbott will now be played by Eileen <laughs> Davidson. So here's this new fresh face on Wine R. Not too far removed from House of story Row, and of course in House of story Row you get a good glimpse of her, um, her tatas, her tatas, her yeah, for lack of a better word, and instantly because I remember watching her on YNR and the A's, like, wow, this is a very attractive woman, and my mind instantly flashed back to the pre-internet days when famous actresses had these skeletons in their closet where they doff their tops for a, a role in some cheesy B movie and that screen grab see this is even before Mr. Skin on the internet would be captured for posterity in <laughs> one of my favorite magazines Celebrity Skin yeah. remember Celebrity Skin? Yeah. so yeah this is what, it's I'm like yeah this is totally fodder for Celebrity Skin that two second frame of her of her upper region yeah. you know yeah, so Celebrity Skin all the way anyhow getting away from my perversions she procures a gun from her idiot boyfriend, it's supposed to not be loaded, but in the ensuing struggle with um, with uh, Slater, Mrs. Slater. Oh, this they, was a prank. It was a prank, but then the prank ended up sort of a struggle, mm-hmm. right? And shots were fired. One of the sorted girls got in the leg, I believe. and uh, That was part of the prank. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, well, whatever. Just guess it goes straight out close I was paying attention to other parts of this movie. Other parts I was paying very close attention to. Um, okay, you describe it then.
1: Oh, well, okay. Uh, so, geez. Uh, in, in flagrante delicto. There we go. There's the Latin. So the, she's caught with her tits uh, out. Fucking, yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, uh, Coitus interruptus with with this Rick and she's pissed and she's not going to take stand for it. She uh, no, well, you, just want to, you just you didn't want to say we're not going to take it because you knew I was going to bust into song <laughs> yeah, and you yeah, didn't yeah, want yeah. that to happen. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Twisted and and she strong arms. Got right, sister. Yeah, <laughs> she strong arms her friends into this ridiculous pl- prank, which is such a dick thing. Like, what do you expect this poor dead mother to do? I mean. She did not deserve this. She procu- Anyway, Vicky procures this firearm that she's been shooting off in the parts of the movie with her boyfriend. And she's a, an amazing shot. They gather around the pool. They have this ruse that one of them got shot. They use this fake blood. It appears on her ankle of one of the girls. And... Accidentally, Mrs. Slater gets an actual bullet. It's almost like Brandon Lee. Yeah, it's like, almost Brandon Lee. Almost.
0: So they're blanks,
1: but then well, there was, there was one, one in the bullet. chamber. Yeah, yeah so. to quote Wu Tang. Mm. Yeah, this is one in the cha- chamber. Wu Tang banger. And 36 styles of danger. Like she got it, and it was like this is that is so stupid, like beyond stupid, like ridiculous.
0: Mm. But, but, so now, now they got their dead, dead mother. But the party must go on. Yeah. And yeah. as this, and as this, and this is a rager, by the way, this party. And oh, as
1: I, I was gonna make it. This is this is a stretch. So you're gonna okay. have to, you're gonna have to, like, you know. Well, you're already sitting, but sit down for this one. I Should was I get make, up and then sit yeah, down again. Yeah. Let me I was gonna make a up. gonna sit down. I was gonna make a Hitchcock comparison. Okay. Because like the Leopold Loeb murders in Rope, right. the characters here. Throw a party with a dead body on the premises. So there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah, saying yeah. this is Hitchcockian by any means, but they sink Mrs. Slater in this abandoned in for the disgusting, summer, disgusting, disgusting yeah. algae riddled pool, yeah. and so she's in this body bag. I forget. Like, where did they get this? I don't know. They I they weighed it, it down. Did you put it in like a towels or a blanket or something. I don't, I, I don't know. They weighed it down with I think r- r- rocks or stones, mm-hmm. and then they just said, "Okay, we're going to deal with this later." Slater and, uh, and Slater. we're going to have a party yeah. which is so ridiculous. So it's like what are the chances that a bunch of drunk college coeds would ine- invariably get drunk and find the pool on the mm. premises. Not a well, good I idea. Mean, at one point you got these three idiots who come out for uh,
0: for a dip in their tidy whities and so one is this uh, <laughs> aforementioned rotund uh, gentleman who keeps who has one line in the movie that he repeats twice I'm a sea pig. Yeah. And I'm it's like, so, so, cuz the girls are like they're just Paranoid every time someone is like, you know, goes outside or you know, is about to walk
1: next to the pool. Like, oh,
0: we can't, you know, what's going on here? Yeah, because
1: there's pool lights. Yeah, and at one point they, they were suspecting that someone would, uh, okay, why would you turn on pool lights if you see that there's algae floating in this pool which hasn't been cleaned in, in like a year? Mm-hmm. But anyway, but uh, what I found eminently
0: entertaining as always <laughs> and I mentioned this in, I think was that the Blair movie we were talking about was it Hell Knight was that the one or whatever like I don't care anyway oh Hell Knight was is it, that it, every exemplary every, whenever there's a, movie. a party or a school dance in flicks of this vintage usually in the 80s there's always a live band playing mm-hmm. and I've never ever in my life gone to a house party Oh, you, you don't that. go to the right parties. With a lot of them it's <laughs> always a DJ. In this case, you got this band that reminded me a bit of uh, just the look of the lead singer... <laughs> Oh, oh! I was gonna to say Tommy Shaw from Sticks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was even thinking of that band that sang "Is out Turning Japanese." He really? a, yeah, they're yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know. But they were pretty good. I got to admit. Good songs. Yeah. yeah, they they were rocking it. just makes
0: me laugh because these bands are always playing original material, <laughs> and the, and the partiers are dancing as if it's the greatest song they ever heard in their entire <laughs> life. There's no
1: market for original material. I know. I had a, a sorority house. All people want to hear is covers if they can going yeah. have a band. You know, <laughs> playing what's on the top forty
0: charts, anyhow. So. Yeah, so Slater is supposedly dead and at the bottom of the swimming pool, but sorry, uh, girls start going missing. So the question arises, is she really dead?
1: Well, that's my the two more of my, you know, kitchen sink uh, slasher film motif that this has, is there's an obvious red herring, which is what you'd think would be Mrs. Slater would be the killer, that maybe she's not dead, she exacts revenge, and... There's this weird harlequin clown motif that That's again an awesome another team, yeah, yeah it was really awesome but again they're leading you down the garden path and so without spoiling it it's, <laughs> it's so ridiculous cuz the uh, the prologue essentially spoils the whole oh, thing yeah. but which is like I, I don't know if it was in your the, the version you saw but my prologue was blue as as Miles Davis could be with well, kind of blue, it's it was the worst prologue I, ever.
0: I remember watching, like, I rented this movie from our dearly departed suspect video when it was given a Blu ray release, and that was the f- first time I had seen this film. And I remember popping in and going, man, for Blu-ray, this looks like absolute garbage, right? It's literally (laughs) Blu-ray. Yeah, exactly. And then, but now that I compare it to the version that I watched, which was on YouTube, whatever, I realized that that Blu-ray was a pretty pristine print in comparison (laughs) because, you know, yeah, the prologue was uh, was nigh unwatchable. It was hard to make out what was going on. Uh, Then it got a bit clearer what came after the prologue. But, you know, okay, so this film interesting concept although not not wholly original you know and then of course the ten little indians motif and who's going to be the one girl that's going to remain standing at the end of it all of course it's gonna be the most virtuous one the most sympathetic Mm -hmm. what have you um other things that pop up that we you know are not a surprise is that mrs slayer is not right in the head Something happened. Her uh, there
1: was a, tr- a trauma, which was basically shown during the prologue, which is which is pretty cool in in a way because it's not just her trauma, but she's got like a brain injury mm-hmm. as well. So you have her neurologist showing brain scans of yeah. her. So it's just like heavy, heavy on the on the uh, on the red herring. Yeah, and they say well, uh, any traumatic episode uh, could act as a
0: stimulus, which would awaken her latent psychosis and eat, or what eat have your you heart know. out. This is pure neuroscience Exactly. Right here. So, I mean, the journey is, is it's a, it's a road well-traveled, but, you know, the destination is fun. You oh, got, yeah, yeah. And, and there's some very cool kills along the way, including a anytime you have a head in the toilet. I mean, that's always, <laughs> yeah. always. Oh, yeah. Even though it was painfully obvious that the toilet bowl was, like, right on the floor, so the actress <laughs> could stick her head up, you know, there was actually no toilet bowls. Really was, was a toilet seat, yeah. you know what I mean? But, yeah, heads in the toilet. I'm not thinking about a head being put in a toilet. Oh, wow like, a swirly world. I'm talking about, like, an actual severed head
1: in a toilet. That's incredible. Well, That's neat, because in that, it shares similarities with Pledge Night. And also with curtains. Yeah. In Pledge Night, it was, it was a prank gone wrong that caused the demise of some guy who exacts revenge, and he's, like, killed in an acid bath, I believe. So it's similar, at least a prank gone wrong, if not the same kind of antagonistic uh, plot. But, yeah, I, I had no idea. So that's two prank gone wrong frat house head and toilet movies that that's something Okay. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll give it that. So why you creating a new subgenre? <laughs> yeah, <want a> sub-genre. <laughs> sub 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 of a subgenre. Uh, oh, things I've learned. Okay, okay, Get the things you learn. Yeah. And these girls are really fun. They party with beer steins, which is great. Like actual German steins, yeah, like yeah. big steins. And one of them had a CBGB shirt for the whole thing. So I don't know how they didn't. Usually they blot out uh, prominent logo shirts from these types yeah, of no, movies. CBGB so I like...
0: would not have. Uh, <laughs> come on. CBGB... <laughs> TV but was, that uh, it adds a little. A uh, they would not have. Uh, they would not have sued at all. Anyhow.
1: But that that was cool to see. Jeez. Um, well, oh, there's also a nice guy who tags along and he gives a bunch of advice. So and, and uh, not uh, not uh, heated. Mm-hmm. Uh, s- You know, poor guy. Like he was in so infantilized by uh, who who was his main love interest? I forget. Catherine. Catherine She was the the moral center. She kept saying Catherine the Great Go get go back to your drink, Peter, and he had a thing for her and he's saying, you know, he she kept like dismissing him like he was a a pet. Mm -hmm. And I felt I felt bad for poor old Peter. He was just trying to help. He was just trying to look out for them. What Mm -hmm. did you learn? Um Okay, so
0: first of all, the ending of the film, as, as far as I'm concerned, without spoiling too much, really started to uh, veer into almost like Fellini territory, like very mm. surreal, uh, Bunel, et etc. I really appreciate that. The whole Harlequin clown motif was fantastic. It came really, out like, of nowhere. Played yeah, I mean <laughs> Nothing to do with anything. One, one of your posts it. that you've said many times on the show is, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm going to say that. I didn't see that coming. Now, the actress that played Mrs. Slater without having too many lines because she has some lines at the beginning but then i eh, can't say too much do, do you recall the name of her her name no, i don't know i don't recall her name i am not recall any credits but it was a tour de force performance i loved it and it reminded me a bit of um the great sheila keith who was an elderly british actress who would act in films by uh, by p walker he was he's a uh, sort of a favorite of mine uh, he did uh, Frightmare and house of whipcord and the whole. Whole litany of movies. Frightmare, we're going to have to podcast. Oh yeah, I have the Blu-ray, which is now completely... It's packed, I'm moving houses, but yeah, we're going to have a different downtown uh, Toronto headquarters. Yeah, for for sure. Same building, just a different (laughs) unit, but anyway, (laughs) higher up in the sky. Yeah, Um, we're moving on up. Sheila Keith um, was great, how she would play these women that were um, supposedly all reserved and uptight and buttoned down and what have you, but had this undercurrent of madness, and... If you watch the movie Frightmare, you'll never hear the word migraine the same way again because the way she says it in the movie is migraine, and every time I hear <laughs> migraine, I think migraine. But so there was a bit of a Pete Walker vibe based upon the fact that Mrs. Slayer reminded me of a character played by Sheila Keith. So that was kind of cool. I really, um, yeah, I, I, have you seen Frightmare? Oh, it's been so long, but that poster is so badass. Like the this we'll get on it one of these days. We should uh, discuss a little Walker. He made some great. He even made uh, House of the Long Shadows, which was a latter day um, Christopher
1: Lee. No, it was, yeah, it was yeah, a canon, okay, yeah.
0: it was a, it was an early canon film, but a latter day film with Vincent Price, Christopher Lee, and Peter Cushing, and I believe John Carradine as well. It had all the greats oh, in it. My, yeah, wasn't the greatest film in the world, but it was it was it was a genial watch. It was a horror <laughs> anthology, so. Yeah, big fan of Pete Walker. I like uh, I like British horror quite a bit, especially in the 70s.
1: Oh, yeah, stuff coming down the pike you can look forward to. Mm, another way we have
0: to talk about uh, is raw meat. Remember when we were in England, I was telling you about that movie, with Mind mm-hmm. the Gap and everything? Very, 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 very good movie. Um, yeah, Mind the Gap. That's, <laughs> that's a recurring motif. So, uh, yeah, that's what I learned. Um, Star rating for this film, I had a good time with it. I'm not going to tell you that it's um, it's it's not a classic at all, but I had a good time with it, and I'm going to and so I'm going to give it three and a half stars. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable with that rating, three and a half stars. Uh,
1: likewise, three and a half, and I love how the band is so committed—not just to their own music, but they actually like they have such incredible command of the dance floor that they're able to call like the sorority girls up for a dance, and they're just they're in total control of the situation it's captivated by every bar and every note that's and what i, was, I mean like, like, it's like what an amazing thing yeah. and it made me into it as well like these guys were well, fantastic okay. how
0: how would this film because you know um we put it up on our site and then we also um sort of made, did a podcast episode about it about great horror movie in movie musical performances yeah some amazing ones out there how would the, how would this band compare to some of the other ones that we had on our list
1: well, pretty good as they showcase different styles. Like they had a, a slow dance that they had the you know the kids dance to. They had a more upbeat keyboard number. They're great. They look great. Mm-hmm. It just fit the atmosphere perfectly. So I mean, you know, is it Phantom of the Paradise quality? Nope. Nope, no, no, but <laughs> but it was damn awesome. Yeah. yeah it, 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 I I kind I think I kind of prefer the Mutilator band because they that that they were had really toe tapping numbers. Mm. Oh, another thing I really appreciated about this movie is that they had almost like a medic alert bracelet kind of thing going, where I, I think it, Mrs. Slater had a number on a brooch that you had to call if she right. gets into trouble yes, because indeed. she's an elderly woman. Mm. And then and as soon as they call, I can't get up. Yeah, as soon as they call nine one one, like they know. The house Without mentioning it They just say Oh yeah I know where that is Which I thought was funny And I also thought Like medic alert bracelet That is a first So whenever you see A medic alert And a head in the toilet I mean I'm already Going to be moved So yeah I agree with you Three and a half stars Like really Like super fun If you don't have fun With this one I mean They they telegraphed Who the killer Is going to be In the opening Two minutes For the most part Although they Desperately Desperately Hit you over the head with a cane of a of a red herring, and they're they're trying to steer you astray. And to their credit, fun characters, great atmosphere, some tension of what to do with the body, a la Hitchcock's uh, uh, get Trouble race. with Harry. <laughs> oh Okay, <laughs> and to go low, I'll go high. you go yeah, the, the weekend at Burn. Yeah, it's it, yes, was, so it was like a Michelle Obama <laughs> over here. <I'm laughs> go low, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it, 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 ridiculous. Yeah, utterly ridiculous, but hella fun. I mean, when you, you're Accustomed to Hell of fun. What are you, air Hartman all of a sudden? On, <laughs> oh you're accustomed to man. sorority like, when's the house. Massacre? 1993, <laughs> <and I'll have> <laughs> <laughs> well I mean just when you're used to a stalk and slash of a killer who just peers in windows, watch people watches people doff their tops and then kills them in sequence. That's dull. Here you have a, a prank on a ride. you got cops coming in you got 911 dispatchers you got right. they're trying to hide a body trying to like do all this there's lots going on it's, know, it's not a, well executed it, but it's yeah, interesting there's lots because going on.
0: when i was it's funny, because when we were in London, right, and I remember we were in our room, uh, our, our, our palatial hotel room, which was about as big as... Just uh,
1: wider than the bed. Exactly. <laughs> Two beds, yeah.
0: And we were watching some uh, some British telly, and they were counting down some moments, like the top 20 celebrity wind-ups, and they would have these talking head celebrities that you and I had never heard of in our <laughs> life, and they would credit them as prankster. Yeah. Prankster. <laughs> Someone so's a prankster. Like, how do you get the designation? You're a prankster, you know? <laughs> now... When I was when I was a child, I was a bit of a prankster myself. I mean, I enjoyed going downtown to the joke shop. I enjoyed buying things like you know fake vomit and the stupid gum that snaps your you know snaps <laughs> yeah, on your exactly. finger and cushions. We'll oh, yeah. I, I bought them all and yeah. I, I pulled some good pranks on people. Um, I even did the whole saran wrap on the toilet seat. You know, I tried. did you ever TP a house? That I never did. I tried the whole, in summer camp, the whole, um, once I'm sleeping, the hand in the glass of water. I, it, it doesn't work. That's No, a, that's urban legend. Urban <laughs> legend, indeed. Um, not a TP, but I've done other things that I'm not proud of. But i we're going to talk about that. But anyhow. But as a yeah, prankster... More, more
1: vandalism than yeah, pranking. Yeah, <laughs>
0: exactly. But I like playing pranks. I, I got a kick out of pranks. But as a prankster, it never led... To, to a s- death? To a homicide. <laughs> never. Ever. It never it never got that far. So as much of a prankster that I was, I was certainly far from a prankster when it comes to these certain things. Well, maybe movies. you were
1: more of a wankster to quote 50 cent, but... Uh, who, who or knows? maybe I was more of a wanker like you are called yeah. in England. <laughs> a fucking wanker. It's funny you should mention that. I was antagonized in England on the street because coming over here, uh, some guy like called me out on a motorbike like a guy who had like a skeleton yeah, like a mask magnet i'm a people. magnet for antagonism everybody wants to kick your ass i don't I mean know it's what it true is about yeah I'm, now, I'm, I'm a quiet uh unassuming uh, i'm just doing my own thing i don't know why i incur the the wrath of so many people like i was in a bar in um, student area around in toronto and this this guy attacked me and he got me confused with someone else and so the next thing I know, I, we're being separated by bouncers, and this guy has like this... F- his, his face is filled with rage, and he's throwing punches. I didn't, I didn't know who he was, but he had me in his sights. And then, so I don't know what it is. I don't know. I'm going to try and make it home safely tonight without... I you hope hope getting in. Yeah. I hope you <laughs> do. You. Otherwise, <laughs> this, if this is our last episode, you'll know why. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and for more, hopefully, knock on wood, uh, check out reallyawfulmovies.com for fun reviews, updated every week for your reading pleasure and for your listening pleasure. Every Friday, we have new episodes of the Really Awful Movies podcast. And subscribe and let us know what you think of the show, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.